0: to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 47 of the Stay Grounded podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic morning, day, evening. Whenever you're choosing to tune in here, this week's guest, my goodness, I am so excited to be sharing the brilliance of this woman, Mrs. Danette May. So Danette is America's leading health expert, the founder of Mindful Health LLC, and the brand new author of The Rise, an unforgettable journey of self-love, forgiveness, and transformation. So Danette has been a renowned motivational speaker. She's written seven best-selling. Health and women's empowerment book. She used to be a a celebrity fitness trainer. She's a wife. She's a mom, and she shared her unique and inspiring messages on national TV, on social media, and has reached over a hundred million people through her Facebook lives alone. Uh, So, Danette has literally been in the game, helping people from all over the globe create lives, legacies, and transform their pain into something meaningful. And she does this through her own personal story. Uh, And the book, her new book, The Rise, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm picking it up myself. It launches actually in a couple of days. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But really, Danette's rise uh, started from rock bottom. Uh, It started with her losing her son during childbirth. started at the same time getting divorced and finding herself with $47 to her name. And it all happened one after another after another. And there's a reason why this is episode 47 uh, because of this, because I wanted to give this significance. Because what I love most about Danette in this episode and just in general is the idea that she literally transformed her entire life just when she decided to stop being a victim and rewrite her story. And her story is one that goes through the depths of the deepest, darkest places in our souls and accepting it forgiving it, loving our bodies, our minds, and really embracing the soul's attitude towards what we really want in our lives. And we do that through vulnerability, through forgiveness, through self-care and love, and 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 transforming pain into lessons and fuel. And this entire episode, I was gripping by my seat because Danette is arguably one of the most tapped in people I know. I mean, she has spent so much time sort of in the space of self-love and giving herself room to heal and speak and be vulnerable. And it was inspiring for me to see because it made me want to get that much more vulnerable with myself. I think by seeing others and the way that they communicate with their own insecurities, when you see somebody do it so masterfully like Danette does, you walk away with a whole new sense of appreciation for life, love, and all of the things that we're all going through. Rock bottom does not mean we have to stay there. And that's the most beautiful part of this in, incredibly impactful mission. Uh, Danette has a unique ability for taking your just your entire psyche to the next level by sharing strategies to construct the life of your dreams and stand fully in your power to live out your own individual genius. And she has done – my gosh, I'm, not, I'm just going to stop talking about all the things she did on this episode because I just – I think it was so amazing. And her book comes out in three days. And as a special pre-order bonus, uh, she's a lo- she's giving us all sorts of specials from one-on-one time with her to all these extra bonuses and things that she's giving away just for people being a part of that pre-order special. So um, if you're listening to this, like I said before, October 23rd, head to danettemay.com forward slash book to get your own copy of The Rise pre-order and take advantage of all these amazing bonuses that are all linked on that page. And just get in touch and learn about Danette's story because uh, I hope that this episode gives you insight and clarity into just how much power we all have as human beings to snap out of wherever we are in our lives. It won't be easy. It never is. But I hope Danette inspires to just take a chance on accepting the pain the struggle the suffering and creating a life that truly does align with who you want to be in this very moment so hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as i did recording it Uh, but if you haven't already subscribe to us on itunes leave us a review to let us know how you like the content the episodes and yeah just get involved because Uh, This is what it's all about, guys, just going down the rabbit hole and exploring all the ways that we can live a truly extraordinary life. And Danette does not disappoint. So hope you guys enjoy this incredibly insightful episode with the incredible and amazing Danette May. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Stay Grounded. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. Man, I'm I get really giddy and like pretty excited about like all of our guests, but I'm like extra excited today for you, Jeanette. How are
1: you? Whoa, and I love your intro. Man, I just got like we were just jamming and talking before your intro and then I, now I'm like I can't wait to hear what we have to say <laughs> yeah, it's
0: gonna like just kind of flow out <laughs> magically, not even uh, it's it's gonna be amazing um, but no i'm I'm super excited to have you here and for us to go down this journey together. Uh, we met uh actually relatively not too long ago, and I remember the first time we met uh, one of the first conversations that had really kind of i don't know it, it spoke to my soul a lot with just how open and and connected and and vulnerable and just deeply aligned uh, I felt your energy was and so I I I, I, ever since then I've just been like man I can't wait to just dive in
1: Um, (laughs) awesome and we I like want to say because sometimes like the podcaster and the person who gets to do the podcast with the podcaster like it's this amazing conversation it's raw it's real it's not scripted but it's really beautiful because we're bringing in so many souls, too, to this conversation that we're, we can't see. And we just want to welcome you all into this deeper conversation.
0: Well, I love that. And uh, so everybody, welcome. You are here with us enjoying this conversation. All righty. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive right in. So I already introed you and talked about your story. Um, one question I do have for you, Danette, is uh, the power of vulnerability in your own life and you know, you've been through a lot uh i would consider you've been through hell and back your own version of it in in so many different aspects whether it's uh fam- family whether it's it's motherhood whether it's business um how do you think vulnerability has helped you overcome these aspects and what role does vulnerability play in your life today
1: Mm, What a good question. I'm new to vulnerability, so it's a practice that I'm taking on because I feel it's part of my mission. Um, I sense that we have this big discussion around more self-love and we need to all have more self-love and we can get hung up and like, how do you do that? And I believe one of the ways is being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and that might sound counterintuitive because trust me, I have a million moments where I have vulnerability hangover where I feel like I'll have vulnerability hangover after I have dinner with somebody like at a meeting or whatever. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, did I share too much? Or I'll have, I have vulnerable vulnerability hangover all the time. And I think that is my opportunity and my gift to step more into self-love and to go, this is my story. This is who I am. And I'm laying it all out. And can I love all of that? And when I do do that and I believe when other people do it too, and, We give ourselves permission to go, oh, that is actually normal because we're in this society where social media is, and I play the game of social media. My team will post up a a beautiful picture and this inspiring quote, and I might be like 30 minutes prior, like in the fetal position, wondering, like, am I going to be able to pull off the next thing I'm doing and questioning everything, or I might've just had a fight or... I'm just being really honest. Like, I think we don't, we forget to be really honest because, and so we feel we're all alone and when we're willing to get vulnerable and just share all of it and love all of it, it gives us all permission to do the same.
0: I love that. And you mentioned something that was really interesting to me about loving every part of your story. Um, What if there are parts of your story that are impossible to love or impossible to forgive or parts of your life where they're just so painful that it's hard to accept them and talk about them in a way that that feels like self love. It almost feels like you're inflicting pain. Mm. Um, how does how do you navigate that world?
1: Um, okay, so we're gonna get really deep right away because there's some people listening that have maybe had abuse um sexual physical abuse um betrayal like really painful painful things in front of them and they faced in their life and for me and someone to go you should love all of that you've got to love all of that and here what i'm going to say is maybe you don't have to love all of it but you get to love yourself through all of it Mm. you don't actually have to love it but you get to love yourself in all of it and all the emotions you feel All the things you experience, the dark, the bright, all of it, you get to love yourself. And so that's my invitation for myself, from what I've gone through. I don't love all of it. And I don't love what I'm sure is going to come in the future in some form. It just means I get to love myself in it.
0: Hmm. That's that's a powerful shift because now you're detaching yourself from any outcome and any reality or anything that you might be experiencing and just going fully inward. Uh, how did that practice help you create your own rise, uh, and and help you sort of manifest your 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 own sort of self love, your journey of self love and healing, and 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 creating a brand new path? Um, when in that time, it wouldn't have felt that way.
1: Yeah, you know, I call this the gap. <laughs> I think of the lotus flower, so I'm going to give you this analogy. Um, I love the lotus flower. It's on my logo because what I know about the lotus is it's revered in many countries around the world. It's revered as this beautiful, beautiful flower. But when you look at this flower, it's different than other flowers. And the fact that it doesn't actually grow in just soil, it doesn't grow like on a beautiful surface. It grows literally in the mud and the muck. And this lotus, to get its beauty and its growth, it actually sucks in the nutrients from the mud and the muck to grow. And there is a gap of this sucking in all the pain, all the nutrients, like my mud, my muck, your mess, my you know, your mud is your nutrients. And it's like the lotus, you're sucking it in and there's a gap where you're not seeing a lot of fruition, a lot of the beauty of unlayering you into your beautiful lotus and who you're becoming. So I, I wanna kind of talk about that gap because I think we can go, okay, and and in my story, I only share my story because I want you to find your story and my story. And I feel like if we're vulnerable in all of it and really share what's going on in this gap, because a lot of times we hear, oh, this trauma happened, now they're here. What the heck happened in here, right? In this gap, in this phase between. And to me, that's where the vulnerability, that's where the juiciness lies. And and that's where the truth telling gets to be had.
0: So when you say truth telling, I'm going to assume that means radical honesty and being radically honest with yourself.
1: Mm, Yes, absolutely. It's actually chapter one of my book because I believe it's the first step in your rise. And also I want to quantify because this is what gets a lot of us hung up is like me sharing my truth doesn't mean it is the truth. It just means it's my truth. And our only job as humans is to live in our truth in whatever that moment is. And to me, that's alignment. Because when we talk about alignment, uh, a lot of us in the spiritual world can be like, oh, I'm in alignment. And when I'm in alignment, things are flowy and I'm in ease and things are moving. And I'm like, I don't actually believe that. I actually believe that I can be in perfect alignment in my mud, and my mess, in my uncomfortable, because I'm just living in my truth and truth. Your truth is your alignment.
0: Mm, So truth is literally like the one cologne that you just can't get rid of. It's (laughs) it's the thing you carry with you everywhere. And I, and I love that because, you know, I've always believed that unless you get real with who you are and where you are and the reasons you are where you are, you can't actually start to create change or begin the journey to Mm self-love. So tell me about your defining moment when, when, when you, when you made the switch and now, uh, you you started becoming radically honest, whether it was taking ownership or, or 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 looking inward. When was the first moment you realized the power of that?
1: So this is why I think the pain is our gift because when we go through extreme pain, or unlayering, a relationship pain, a job pain, um, something's being peeled away from you, um, anything that's really, really painful, or we can call it our fall, or we can call it the breakdown, or we can call it, you know, the refiner's fire. I believe those moments are actually your massive, massive gift for you to rise into the phoenix of who you're meant to be in this lifetime. And it was in my fall. It was in my like destruction. Cause so I'll just kind of back up and it's in the book, but I, uh, my first moments of radical truth telling, cause I had, I thought I was a truth teller. Like I didn't lie, but the, the problem was I wasn't really honest about my current relationship at the time. I wasn't really honest to the things that I wanted to do, or I wanted to express in the world. I was living in the box of what my parents had wanted for me the religion the ideas the paradigms and i was i was following suit to just be the good girl and which was leaving my soul screaming but to keep my soul down i had to just kind of pretend it was my truth does that make sense yes it does my son i was pregnant with my son and i remember specifically i was rocking in the rocking chair And I was, you know, wanting to feel him kick and it was, he was going to be due in a few months and definitely in a space where I could have had him and he would have survived, been a preemie, whatnot. And I was, this had like this impression, like something's wrong. And I was alone. And so it was quiet. And it was like, literally like those voices on your shoulders. Like one voice was like, something's wrong. The other voice is like, you're so paranoid. Like you're making this up. And he's just sleeping. And I I know now, I didn't know in the moment, but what I did is I just got up and I went and did the dishes. And the reason I know now I did the dishes versus going to the hospital is because if I would have listened to my truth, which was something is wrong and acted on it, I would have had to then unravel the truth of everything going on in my life. And so that was just, that's a hard example that the universe, you know, that I was gifted with, right? And long story short, I lost my son. And, you know, it, it was in this fall in this pain in, you know, then everything was unraveling even more than in my relationship, because that is your gift, because then I was down, like, right. I'm like, I, I've lost my son. I'm like, I feel like I'm a whole new woman. I can't even like get out of my bed. I'm depressed. I don't even know who I am. It's almost like this opportunity to be like, I don't care anymore like I don't care if I'm pleasing you or you or you like I don't care anymore and so that is your gift is that point because then you can start to go maybe I'm going to start listening to myself for a minute because I don't care about anybody else right now. I could barely care about myself, but Mm -hmm. it's like those people that talk about stories and that's how I also turned into $47 to my name. But I've heard other people are like, Oh, like having no money was actually my gift because all I could do was rise up. And that was really where I was. I was, you know, going through a horrific divorce. All these secrets came out and found myself as a single mom with $47 to my name that we found through couches and drawers in the house and it was like, now what <laughs> Like now everything that I was trying to be like projected into the world is like wiped clean. So now what? And that was really my opportunity to transform and to change what was the truth of who I am.
0: So most people wouldn't look at that as an opportunity I know. They would look at <laughs> that as a as as a pity party or and rightfully so. I mean, like you're going through hell. And so it's a lot easier to blame or. So, like, why do you think taking, like, you wanted to take ownership in that moment?
1: It wasn't even a moment. So, that's one thing I do want to be clear is that there's some of us. And not to say that there's not others, because there's others that in a moment, they'll receive information from divine source, and they rise up in that moment, they stop from taking their life or whatever comes. And for me, it wasn't like that. It was like, moment after moment, after moment, after moment, over in a long extended time of showing up for myself then feeling down, showing up, feeling down like this, like, I literally described my life at that time, like being shoved in a washing machine, and I couldn't get out. And I'm like, spinning with bubbles, and I can't breathe and one minute I'm getting air and the next minute I'm going under. And you know, one thing that held on to me was, and I don't even know why, like, I feel like he's like my angel is Napoleon Hill's quote about out of chaos comes equal or greater good. And that was Mm. one quote for whatever reason. I was like, once I get out of this washing machine, oh, I'm going to dry myself off and I'm going to like, let it rip. And that's just how I felt.
0: Do you feel like your body had wisdom that you were ignoring for a while?
1: Ooh, Mm. you haven't read the book.
0: I haven't read the book. No, I I really haven't.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now I
0: really want to read the book, but. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay. We're going to get juicy for a minute. And it's funny because I've been on a couple podcasts recently and I never once shared this with anybody, but a couple girlfriends. And now I shared it in my book and now you're totally bringing up without reading the book because a lot of people are like, how do you listen to your intuition? Like, how do you know it's not ego or it's intuition? And I'm like, listen to your body. And I use this example because in my first relationship. So I'm just going to be so vulnerable and I probably will have a vulnerability hangover as soon as we get off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel it's important that we have these conversations because um, I think this is happening in everybody's body in different ways, right? So I'm going to give a few different examples. One being a very vulnerable from one for me is in my first relationship. So I hadn't had any prior sexual relation before marriage. So I had no reference point. I had saved myself for marriage. I was like living into the world of what was, you know, brought into my life. Right. And um, right. that being one of them. <laughs> and I remember like sex was so painful for me. Um, To the point where I can count on my hands how many times I had it in 10 years because it was so painful and I went to doctors and I went tried serums and they were confused and I was confused and I thought I was broken. And the whole time my body was trying to tell me I was in the wrong relationship. Mm. and I wasn't listening. I was thinking something was wrong with me, and people's bodies are constantly talking to them. Foggy brain, um, lack of, can't sleep at night. That's like letting you know you're not living out your purpose. Letting you know there's something more. I can't focus on this crap anymore. I have to focus on something else, because when you're in your passion, you you feel like you drink 50 gallons of coffee. Truly, it's like there's a night and day difference, and then people with lower back pain, they're not they're suppressing anger, right? There's so many emotions tied with everything that's going on in the body and the body will communicate right to you. Um, I've had, um, an employee that I had hired and now I'm so in tune with it. Like so in tune with it. Like I, I, she came to the house, like we thought she was amazing, came to the house and I had like, double over pain in my abdominal area now when you have pain in the abdominal area obviously you could look and see because if you twist your ankle or something that's totally different but i was like this came out of nowhere that means you don't feel safe like your soul is letting you know i don't feel safe something's not right here And I honored it and listened to it. We found out later there was some non-safety stuff going on. She wanted to get into our home. Like, it's amazing how the body will communicate to you what's going on in your life and your masculine side and your feminine side, if you're willing to listen.
0: Why do you think your body has so much wisdom?
1: Oh, I think it's the way your soul can communicate with you because you're in this meat suit. You're like, like going through life. And I really believe we all have a soul and we all have souls that are communicating with us, whether you want to believe it or not. And, and we're meant to live out our soul's expression. And, but yet yeah, we are raised in our certain homes and we have certain things that happen to us, which all create this different belief system in our conscious brain and so the, the way the soul can communicate is through our body. And that's one way to get your attention.
0: Now, the fear of losing everything is a reason why people don't want to listen to their bodies. How do you, like, for example, you know, if listening to your body means ending a relationship that you really maybe have been in for you know years or, or changing a career choice that you spent all this money going to school for, or all these life circumstances, I personally believe that's why people don't listen to their bodies. How do you reframe that? And how do you get people comfortable with trusting that, trusting the wisdom that comes from their bodies, that it's not going, it might not feel great immediately, but it's going to feel great. It's, it's, it's going to come out at some point, but how do you get people comfortable to just trust the journey?
1: Yeah, you know, all I can do is be an example, because I've been in both sides, right? I I literally cannot believe my life. And it doesn't mean it's all rosy, but holy cow, is it 10 times like, I feel like I'm living my best life now. And I feel so happy. And it. And I can only do that. I can only live into my fullest expression. And, and cause there's been so many people before me that have done that and given me hope that it's possible for me too. And I mentioned those people's names in the book. And, and the thing is, is if you're in that state, I've been there. Like I wasn't married for 10 years knowing from day, like year day one, actually, like I mentioned the book, I had feelings. I, we went to the marriage certificate courthouse and I made us turn around and then we went back to go do it. Like who marries a girl like that? Like, uh, (laughs) why are you so nervous to go get a marriage certificate? I was scared on the day we got married. Like, uh, and then I stayed in it for 10 years, like with the knowing this whole time. Right. So I get it. And people, and that's the other thing you stay in a religion. I was, I, you know, and I, I'm not knocking on my religion. I try to be really careful because you know, this is a touchy one, but you um, put so much of your belief system, so much of your time into religion or job. and, And then you realize, actually, I don't, I've been making it up that I believe in this, but I don't really believe this anymore. And can you honor that truth within yourself? And it's scary. It's so scary to get a divorce and it's, or to leave a relationship that you put so much time and value around and energy, same with job and, and religion, even. And these are bigger ones, right? These are the bigger ones. And we all get faced with, and that's why number one is radical truth telling because you don't know what's around the corner of your radical truth telling. You don't know what's around the corner of your soul's journey. But I can promise you, and that's all I can do is promise you that you'll never go wrong on your soul's journey. You just never will. And when you get to your dying bed, you're going to be so grateful that you just listen to the call of what your soul is asking you to do.
0: That is beautiful, Danette. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I want to talk about, switch topics a little bit, and I want to talk about forgiveness. Um, Because I think forgiveness, acceptance, radical truth-telling, all goes hand-in-hand in in some way, shape, Mm -hmm. or form.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: And in the beginning of the conversation, you mentioned that you might not love what happened, but you love yourself. How does the role of forgiveness play into that concept?
1: Mm, I feel like you've read the freaking book. (laughs) um, This is what I do know is that you can only rise so high if you don't forgive. And it's been a journey that I've been on. And really just recently, probably in the last six months to eight months, have released some chords. And all I can describe it as, as this is. You're rising, you're choosing the people you're surrounding yourself with, maybe you're leaving relationships, maybe you're stepping more into your soul's call, whatever that is, but you're still holding on to resentment or anger towards someone or something in your past, right? And I was living that. I still had a lot with my parents, a lot with my ex, rightfully so, right? But this is, this is the deal. None of that stuff was happening and is happening to me currently. It's all a thought of stuff that happened in my past. And as I was crying to rise, I can, I was feeling like a hot air balloon. I'm rising, but I'm still tethered to the ground with these ropes to these instances, to these people. And I can only go so high because I haven't unleashed those ropes. And it's not about me unleashing them. So for them, it's about unleashing them so I can rise, so I can go to where I need to go. So I'm not forgiving them because I'm writing the wrong and you're not anyone for writing the wrong. You're forgiving so that you can live out your expression. But when you're writing with anger, resentment, unsaid words, um, it's going to hold you back. It's like tethering that hot air balloon until it's ready to go. And I know this for a fact because I've been working on it for five years, like so much. And I, I share the journey in my book and it's interesting when it just happens it happens at least for me that was one of those moments when it was just i was gone after years and years of working on it and i have to tell you my life and my abundance my relationships my relationship with myself my happiness even the way i look like even physically how i look is affected by my willingness to forgive
0: Mm. do you forgive every day
1: Oh, yes, right? Because you're going to just get more examples in <laughs> your life. But those, there's usually one or two really big ones, right? Where maybe you've been hurt, sexually abused. Um, those are the big ones in my mind. I mean, the little ones are wronged by an employee, and, and maybe they'll feel big to you. I and mean, we can't label them big or small, because um, if you're feeling it, it's what it is. But um I do find myself having to forgive a lot. And if you're in a relationship, (laughs) you're going to have to use that forgiveness muscle all the time. (laughs) Yeah, because we're just imperfect humans doing the best we can. And we all have our past stories and triggers. And people are going to say dumb things. And you're going to say dumb things. And it's just really important to go back to love, back to forgiveness. Those to me are smaller ones because it's like, ultimately, people don't mean to do mean things. They just do stupid things sometimes. <laughs> yeah. if you,
0: uh, thank you for that, by the way, because I always <laughs> feel like um, I feel like I'm constantly having to forgive a part of my life every single day. And I feel like I'm there's a part of me that feels like I, I either am not getting the message or I'm having to repeat it because the message needs to be louder. Uh, so it's comforting to hear that that you're going through similar things. I want to ask you when, when you let's go back in time to when you were at seemingly rock bottom. Um, if you could go back as a friend now to that Danette, um, how would you treat that friend? How would you communicate with that friend? And and how would you support that friend? Because I think we all have people in our lives that are going through really, really, really tough times. And I think the biggest problem we have is we don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to support. So how would you go back and support yourself from a third-party perspective?
1: Mm. You know, I think this is a message for me today as well as it was back then. I think the same message is the same no matter where you're at on the journey of the rise. And that that's the meaning of the rise, right? You never really arrive and it doesn't even matter where you're starting. It's all we're all doing our own rise. Um, so I feel like the message truly would be the same and I would. I'd probably say this to me because I was alone during a lot of it, which I think was my gift because it let me tune into myself versus hearing from a friend or hearing from a counselor or hearing from someone else's projections for me. It let me go into my own truth and my own wisdom and guru inside myself. But if I could go back as my higher self and, I would probably say lighten up. Like <laughs> I think of the hummingbird, it comes and visits me quite a bit and its messages lighten up. And I would just be like, you know what? Yeah, it feels kind of painful right now, but can you just kind of have a good time? Because you know what? <laughs> In the end, it's all just about having a good time and just staying like laughing through it and just trying to realize it's actually not as deep and as big and as raw and as ugly as you're making it out to be. Mm-hmm.
0: what are the different colors of happiness for you mm. um does it does it always come from laughter or do you find happiness and pain like where do, like where does mm. or, or do you find happiness and forgiveness like what are the different colors that show up in your life
1: wow that's a good question and i love because some probably people probably see colors when they think of their happiness i love that question you know for me, I, I think I'm going to change the word happiness to joy because happiness to me doesn't feel as deep. It just feels like, oh, I had a funny joke or I'm having fun at a party or meeting you. Like that's happiness, but joy for me, like that's what I'm seeking. And to me, joy is, um, and it's not even seeking it's cause it, I don't even have to find it. It's in all of us. Like I don't need to seek joy. It's in me. It's just, um, joy for me is, um, making a choice for me that works for me uh for example uh i've been invited to go to certain things and i say no and i actually feel kind of joyful after i say no a lot of times because i'm like yeah I, I should probably go to that and it makes sense like on a logical skill to go to that but my soul says no and then when i honor it i feel joy um when i'm out in nature oh my gosh that's like joy for me like I can just go step outside this window right now. And that's like complete joy for me sitting around ancient tribes and getting invited to go into ancient circles of tribal groups, different parts of the world. That brings me so much joy. Um, Laying next to my little girl and hearing her funny stories brings me joy. I mean, there's so many levels and I think joy is for the taking. Um, smelling new shampoo gives me joy. I mean, it's like sex gives me joy. I mean, there's so many things that, um, and I think it's just really the offering is, can you find the joy in all of it, or can you find the pleasure in all of it?
0: That's a beautiful reframe, finding the joy in all of it. Are there, some things might be harder to find joy in. Um, Mm -hmm. so in all of that, how does the role of, does gratitude play play a role in your life? And Mm -hmm. And in what way does that connect to the concept of joy?
1: Yes. Well, I think we all know this. I know I'm just going to speak to you as the choir, but, um, and maybe someone needs to hear it because we're all in this journey learning together. But for me, gratitude is an absolute non-negotiable, even if I don't feel very grateful. Um, I, especially at night, if I've had a day where I, I could find myself being a little more negative, I definitely go. And it makes me tear up because... I go into massive, massive gratitude for all the things that I can count. So even when my son's passing, you know, passed away, like truly, I have a hospital that he's passing away. in. I have a little girl that I love that is already here in this world. I mean, it doesn't matter the pain you're going through because truthfully, there's always something to be grateful for. And it is the biggest catalyst for us to take, our mission to the next level is to stay in gratitude and it doesn't mean I'm awesome at it, but I do make sure I do it every single day.
0: Mm, I think that's the important part. You don't have to be awesome at any of this. Um, You just have to, you just have to do it. Um, Do you feel like you judged yourself when you were starting this journey a lot and how did you overcome that voice inside you?
1: Um, Mm, Yeah, I judged myself a lot. I was like, the biggest judger of myself and others. Like I came from the family. We judged like the news anchor, like he had the long (laughs) hair, he had a dumb lisp or (laughs) we were just like a judgy, judgy family. And it's because we're scared, right? We're scared to be fully seen. And, And I know that (laughs) so I just was very judgy. Um, And so one of my chapters is called enlightenment in a bikini because I was trying to move myself out of this judgment. And I had judgment around girls who wore bikinis. I had never worn a bikini or high heels at this particular juncture of my life. And I judged those girls, especially ones who did fitness competitions, um, shallow. So I knew it was my offering. And that was the first step for me about judgment because I learned so much in that realm, (laughs) in that journey around judgment. And here's what I do with judgment all the time. And I think it's also your, your gift of a curiosity. I look at it more as curious. So if I judge someone say like, I'm like, and usually it's like, I can be like this, like clapping for someone. But if like my brain goes, Oh, I didn't like how they did that. Or, um, I don't know. I don't do this as much anymore. Cause this is going to sound shallow, but like, Oh, why are they wearing that? Or, or uh, why did they make that business decision? Or why are they in that relationship? Can't she see that he's such a douche to her or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, those are private thoughts. I would never say them out loud, but that's the secret of like, we all have those. Right. So when I look at that, when I feel those judgments, now I know that's something reflecting back at me. So for example, if I were to judge someone in business, I have to ask myself, where am my business am I not stepping in more? Because I'm obviously judging something, but where are they stepping in? And I'm not, or am I supposed to be doing something similar to them? And I'm just not doing it, so I'm judging it. Um, if I were to judge someone with their relationship, um, I would look now at my relationship instead. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is my invitation to look at myself and my invitation where. where am I allowing someone to not treat me well? Am I not treating them well? Like really turning it back because I think it's actually your gift. When you start to judge, you can go, Oh, wait a minute. Like this is actually my invitation back to myself.
0: That is awesome. I love that so much. You know, I've always used fear as a compass. Um, You're using judgment as a mirror. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's, that's such a powerful concept. Uh, Curiosity and fear Uh, how do those go hand in hand with you? Are you curious of your fears now? Um, Or are you, do you, what is your relationship with your fear and how does that show up?
1: Yeah, I have a chapter called Follow the Butterflies. You,
0: you know what? Honestly, like, we've just gone through your entire book at I this point. I feel like you might have read Raj, my book. You're like, sold yeah, it. Or something. I, I, I just, I just, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> I'm like, I already knew. I have to tell everybody this. Like, when I met Raj, I knew, like, I knew him. I don't know if he felt that, but I knew Definitely. I knew him. And <laughs> I'm like, now I'm like, I know now I really- <laughs> um, but I'm but i sure there's more to unlayer, but I, uh, yeah, call follow the butterflies. So for me, this has changed my paradigm around fear. So for me, fear kind of lies in my belly. Like, you know, when you feel like the butterflies in your stomach, um, maybe you kind of feel like tenseness in your shoulders. Um, but it's like, you're, it's curious, but it's creating, like, if you get a thought or you're like, Oh, I'd love to put that on, but it creates these butterflies soon as I feel those that's my invitation to follow so then I go okay and I change it I'm like okay I'm gonna follow those butterflies and because butterflies are beautiful and cute and then I go and be curious down that road and that has opened up my business world because I think a lot of people when they want to interview me or have me speak they're like how did you go from they want to know the money because most people do like 47 dollars to an eight-figure business in five years like how is that possible and I would have to say I followed the butterflies I did the work I got honest but I followed the butterflies a lot of the time and really stepped into fear. I'm scared all the time. Truthfully, I'm scared a lot. And I just have to kind of laugh at it because it's like, I'm just honoring the butterflies.
0: That's a fun way to, it's a it's a fun relationship when you look at it in that light. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a playful relationship with something that most people associate like nerves or, or, yeah. or a negative emotion with. I mean, I've always believed that, Fear and excitement is the same exact energy.
1: It is. It actually physically is. Scientifically, it's the exact same cellular response in your body.
0: Yes. And so whichever nose dive you want to take, uh, you you can take whichever route you want. It's all your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me ask you this. I have a couple of questions. actually, I have like a book full of questions for you. Um, but uh, an immediate question that comes up for me is, you have this very playful way of taking, emotions or or looking at the glass half full, how do you use storytelling or your own version of your story or the way you believe your story is written out to sort of manifest these emotions? Um, Because you came from a place like, I mean, like, and and I ask this because, you know, with me in my life, I've always felt like if I believe my story is supposed to be told a certain way, I start acting a certain way. And, and, and the emotions guide me then. So how does, uh, how does your own story play a role in where you're going? And in that regards, how does it show up in the way you live your life every day?
1: Well, let me ask you a question. Cause I want to make sure I understand what you're going for. So for you, you play a story in your mind of where you're going and then you've yourself. So kind of like visualization, but it's a story in your mind of how you're going to be in the world, and who you are in the world. Is that what you mean? And yeah, then you start to go in that direction and it just manifests. Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah. And it's not even about visualizing where I'm going to go, which is visualizing the person I want to be.
1: Mm. Um, so it's
0: almost like, yeah. So it's like my, like my story and how I show up in my story can be whatever I decide that to be. Yes. So how do you uh, create your story and how do you show up in your own story um, as you dance through life?
1: Yeah. What I do know is we all get to write our own chapter. Like if you're on chapter of one, whatever your chapter of life is, you get to write the remaining chapters and you get to decide where the story goes and how the story ends. That is your ultimate right as a human being. And that's all up to you. Um, Believe it or not, we all know this. Um, Most of us know this, but we need to be told and reminded that it's only our job and our job alone. No one else is going to do write our story for us. Um, it's interesting. I'm in a different space. So this might not be the answer you're looking for or an answer that you might expect it, but I've been pretty good up until this point of writing what I wanted to write, like living into this soul's mission of, um, you know, this business of helping women around the world. And I always wanted to be an author with Hay House. And that just came to me. Like, I, I know I manifested those things. And now I'm in this space of asking like, what is next for me? And not that I have it on a vision board. Um, I'm being called to this rise movement. I'm being called, and I feel like it's not even me putting out the story. It's me listening to what the story is, um, my soul story. And so it's coming from a really different place because I used to do vision boards. I used to to actually take pictures and then put them on Pinterest. And so I'd look at the Pinterest vision board And now I'm not because I'm just going, okay, what do you want for me today? Like what's next for me today? And actually letting the story be painted through what I believe soul writing that I do every day. And so it's just kind of unfolding (laughs) and I'm like, I'm, I'm good with it. Like I'm really good with whatever my soul wants to take me to without my vision board.
0: That's really beautiful. Um, you've like tapped into your just infinite wisdom, um, so much, uh i mean I, it's hard for me to meet. i i'm i'm pretty self aware myself but it's it's amazing when i meet other people who have a level of awareness around the soul or self that that inspires me and you're definitely inspiring me right now how how did all of your whether it might have been just how did you develop and build this level of awareness around yourself and how did you use whether it was your Your pain, how did you use pain to develop your self-awareness?
1: Like ones I do want to say just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, to a lot of people, five years, seems fast, but did not feel fast for me. It takes time. And I think it takes stepping in to the thing that you're afraid of. It takes time to look back on the pain and see how strong you are. So everyone now listening can look back at something in their life where it was so painful. And how did they act and how did they come out on it? Because then you build up that muscle of I've been supported. Me, Raj. Danette whoever's listening say your name like you have been supported you're on the other end of that pain and that alone should give you fuel for the next journey of whatever you're meant to do because you're you're, you're like incredible we're all incredible beings just getting by and if you've gotten through something that can build up so much confidence for you the other thing that I do is two things actually because I, I do this soul writing And this has been game changing for me and it has been game changing in my own personal life, but it's been game changing in my business. It's been game changing in my relationships. And I like want to scream it from the rooftops because I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's given me so much confidence in my soul's knowings because, and it doesn't come right away. Right. You have to like actually do something that you wrote about and you're like, well, that didn't make any sense, but you do it. And you're like, Oh my gosh. So for example, I, every morning I will sit down and I, I have kids, so you. And if you have kids, I don't know who's, if you have people that have kids listening. You can't have an expectation around. It. You can't be like from five to five thirty. I soul write. Be very careful with that because that's not how the soul works. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up at five or five thirty, but I'm hyper aware that my little one might come out within three minutes of me sitting down because she felt my energy and that soul writing gets put to the side. I get to hold her. Um, something else might come up, so just know that because if you can do that then you're will more apt to write every day versus being like well i can't fit that 30 minutes in." it's like if you get three minutes good on you just get into the habit of saying i'm going to connect with you soul all this morning or evening whatever your time is it could be anytime there's no rules around it so for me i sit down and i go what do you want me to know and i literally write it mm. i have like just sat for a minute and then there's no judgment you just literally write whatever comes out of your and it sometimes it feels like writing diarrhea you're like what is coming out of me and then it'll just get like deeper and like really like pinpointed to something and you just keep going like you don't even look at it you just keep going and then when you go back you can look at it and be like and you'll notice writing changes your like signature like the way you write has changed. So I've done this. And um, it's so I might ask specific questions, maybe something in business, maybe about an employee, maybe about my daughter. And I have received insights about my child that she, when I went to her, I was like, I don't know, I felt called to ask you about XYZ. And she's like, how did you know? Mm. And it's helped her and it's helped our relationship. And I was like, I do don't know how I know. And then another one, like it's a business one. Um, I was doing soul writing and it was like, make ads literally wrote out, put ads to live Facebook. And this was back when live Facebook wasn't even, no one was doing live Facebook at all. And like just a few people. And I was like, do ads to live Facebook. And I went to Craig and then I went to the team and I'm like, I think, and I had, I wasn't even lit up in my kitchen. I was like, I'm going to make a smoothie. You're going to, I'm going to film it live and you're going to run an ad to it. And it, Facebook ads blew up our business to now this eight figure business, right? Our, our email list, I think went from a hundred thousand to a million through this. And it was literally through soul writing. And I would have never thought of that, right? Like it was like going back and being like, okay. And so that has built up so much confidence in me. You can see how I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I just get to tap in. And and this is for everyone. There's nothing special about me. It's just my willingness to do it, to just do the work, to write. And even when I don't feel like it and to just see what comes up. And some of it's just like crazy nonsense. And some of it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm feeling this. And I go to the person, I'm like... I'm supposed to ask you about this. And they're like, how did you know? I really needed you to ask me about this.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm going to steal that and totally start.
1: I want everyone to, it's not even mine. Like, yeah. I
0: I love that so much. And I think this goes back to the fundamental idea that we have the answers within us and it's, it's usually our brains or layers and layers and layers of, of clouding and shielding and parenting and, and religion, and and um, upbringing, and and circumstances, and jobs, and careers, and mistakes, and everything that just sort of clouds that judgment. And the more you begin to actually try and peel back the layers, um, the more wisdom you get. And I think that that you you are brilliant. By the way, I just love everything about you and your mission um so much. So I, I want you to I want to flip the script now back on you and I want to I want to ask um tell us more about the rise. Mm. Uh tell us about the rise, what it is, what it means to you and how we can all support you on your rise. And because <laughs> you've literally just you've supported so many people just by being your authentic true self uh over the last hour. And I just want to repay that. And so
1: Well, thank you for giving me this chance to share with your beautiful followers and for who you are, because you lit me up. And like I said, like, I I felt so connected to you from the moment you sat down next to me at the table at that mastermind. Um, But the rise truly, truly is this invitation. And I'm speaking to women because I feel I'm particularly called to women, but I do know that men, there's no difference. And as women rise, men rise as well. And as men rise, women rise. Um, But it's this time where women are coming together in a new conversation. We're coming together to say, I see you beyond all the hair the makeup the clothes whatever you're doing i see you and we're here to step on top of our stories now we're here to use our voice claim back our truth and support each other in that no matter what you look like whatever you believe whatever your political views we 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 see each other on a soul level and we rise up into our fullest expression i truly believe every single human wants to live out their fullest expression, whether they know what it truly is or not, they want to make sure they live out their fullest expression. And we all want to be loved and we all want to be seen. And now is the time. Now is the time more than ever to rise up in wherever you're at on the journey and to truly start seeing others and see yourself.
0: Mm. Oh gosh, such an important and needed message in 2018. Uh, How do we pre-order the book? How do we, how do we, how do we get involved? (laughs)
1: So I do want to say when you pre-order, you get all these bonuses because I recognize you're like stepping out in faith to to go. So I made sure that the bonuses were worth $200 so that even if you didn't like the book, (laughs) which I think you will, um, that you got more money, your value more than the book cost. So, um, they're shipping at in every bookstore, but they can just go to dinettemay.com forward slash book. And when you pre-order, and this is only for pre-order, you're going to get a three day meal plan. You're going to get a one day detox. You're going to get a full hour coaching session with me where I go through each chapter mm-hmm. and help you start rising where you're at now before you get the book and a meditation that I do to visualize and manifest my dreams.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm definitely going to take advantage of that so I can get all of that, <laughs> even if I'm not a girl. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Well, you know what? Men have been reading this. I just was on a call with Reed Tracy, CEO of Hay House, which, you know, he has gets a lot of books through authors and he read it and he's like, it's good. I couldn't put it down. And my husband said the same thing. And I was like, that is so funny. Like, my husband's like, I can't put it down.
0: Amazing. All right. Well, I'm sold. I'm sold if I, if I had to be sold. Um, But Danette, oh my gosh. Uh, Again, I want to, I want to thank you for opening up the way you have. I have one last question for you um, that I ask all of our beautiful guests. And uh, that is in the midst of everything you've been through um, to from where you've come from, to where you are, to everything you've accomplished. How do you stay grounded?
1: Nature. Nature is my source, nature is my reminder, and my remembrance. What does that mean? Nature grows no matter what. Nature does its thing. Every plant, every tree has a different look, a different size. They're all different and unique in their own way. And so when you step out into really seeing nature, you're reminded that you're no different. And that you get to grow wherever you're planted, in whatever way you look, whatever way your leaves colors are, and just do your part. Show up in your growth. Show up in your rise.
0: Man, I want to go take a stroll now.
1: Um, <laughs> yes, <too.
0: laughs> you just you just made me look at all the trees outside. I know, like I'm I was like out. like staring at these trees. Um, no, that was that was beautiful, Danette, Again, thank you so much for being here. Um, I can't wait to to follow your eyes, be a part of your eyes. and and I know uh, everyone listening is is just as excited. So thanks again.
1: Well, thank um, you so much, guys.
0: Yeah, but everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I am your host Raj. This is your friend Annette, and from us, Stay Grounded. We'll chat with you soon.